Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Today I want to be talking to you. We're still in our series of starting over. And um, sometimes in life, you know, uh, and I'm, I'm staying on this theme, we've been getting so much response, um, and it's true, because I've seen it just from talking about this, and we've been getting so much response from people's lives being changed because we've been talking about starting over. You ever do something wrong, or when something that you seem like you, it was, you didn't deserve it, it happens, we can easily get caught up in the guilt and the blame, hold a grudge, get mad, you know, we kind of like ask ourselves the emotional inside questions, you know. We don't, pat, we don't move past regrets. We don't step in the new directions. Once we recognize regrets, it's time to we get rid of them. We got to get rid of them. We can't deny they're there. We have to know they're there. It's a critical step that often demands forgiveness. And that tonight, I really want to talk to you about forgiveness. I want to talk to you about, number one, forgiving yourself. And then number two, you're going to have to forgive some people. Today's a really, really great message. It's a critical step, and I want you to share this because we're going to help a lot of people with the forgiveness factor. A lot of people don't understand how to forgive and why they forgive. It's critical, okay? Sometimes to break the cycles of, of regret and the pain and the sorrow and the guilt in it, we're going to have to break the cycle of it, and the only way we could do that is through forgiveness. So... If you're kind of going through some of this stuff, you got to receive the level of forgiveness God wants to have for you, and you got to let this stuff go. And the only way to receive God's forgiveness, now write this down, the only way for you to receive God's forgiveness is for you to forgive. Man, I'm telling you, pull that in. The only way for me to receive God's forgiveness is by me forgiving, and that's huge. And we're going to read this. I want you to look. It's, we're going to go look at Psalms um, 51.1. And, and I want to read this to you. And we can read. Um, we're probably going to read. It's one and two combined. Um, we'll read both of them. Okay. And you can understand this. And I've used this before in this series. And I want you to pull this. This is the prayer of confession. When Nathan the prophet came to King David and exposed his adultery with Bathsheba. This is, this, is, this is a prayer of confession after the fact. David gets called out by the prophet. It was adultery, which led into murder, which led into a big mess. Okay? We understand this. Now, we're not you know, throwing rocks at David like, oh, yeah, let's just get mad at David. But we're looking at David's heart after he was basically... I don't want to say called out, exposed, whatever you want to say. He was, he, was, he was judged for his sin. He was judged for his actions. God, give me mercy. Now, this is his prayer. This is his heart. This is godly sorrow here. Not, most people, when they make a mistake, they just want to get away from the consequences. Most people, when they have problems, they just want to figure out, how do I get away from the consequences of my action? That's what I want to do. I don't want to take responsibility. I just want to be eradicated from the consequences of my actions. David was not saying that. He was more concerned. This, that's worldly sorrow. I made a mistake. 
but can I still be exempt from the consequences of my actions? Worldly, godly. I made a mistake, and God, I feel so wrong what I've done to you. I want to make sure my relationship with you is okay. I'm all right with the consequences. I don't want to see the relationship squandered. Worldly sorrow wants nothing with the relationship and everything with the consequence. Okay? Godly sorrow wants everything to do with the relationship and doesn't care the consequences it faces to keep the relationship. That's the difference. Did you get that? Worldly sorrow doesn't care about the, I don't care if me and you are in relationship anymore. Am I just added the consequences of my action? I don't really, I just, I messed up. I don't care. I just don't want the consequences. What's the repercussions? Just get the consequences of my action off the plate. Worldly sorrow. Godly sorrow. Man, I'm so messed up because of what I did to you. I don't care about the consequences I got to face. Are me and you going to be okay? Okay? Different relationship. So David starts explaining this. God, give me mercy from your fountain of forgiveness. I know your abundant love is enough to wash away my guilt. It's guilty because your compassion is so great. Take away this sinful, shameful, or let me say this, this shameful guilt of sin. Forgive the full extent of my rebellious ways and erase this deep stain on my conscience. Man, ain't that good? Did you get that? You pull that in? He said, look, I'm guilty. I got, I, I got this stain of sin. So we know when we've done something, maybe we deserved it, maybe it was undeserved. When we get to this place, we need relief from life. Now, I'm going to show you something here, and this is important. David confessed his sin. He released his regrets and asked for God's forgiveness. Then we know Nathan the prophet came and announced the Lord had taken David's sin away. Now that's big, but you got to recognize it first. Most people will never identify that sometimes in life we create this thing that we need to get rid of. And the only way, now I'll show you this now, whether you did it or it was done to you, forgiveness is the only way out. It's the only way out. Now, this is a, I'm treading on real touchy water here because a lot of people in this series right now that is listening to me and in here has been through some stuff that people were just evil, okay? I'm not gonna sit here and tell the person that was abused or verbally abused, physically abused, um, trapped in these worlds of addiction by someone else or in this, you know, nightmare of life, I'm not going to sit here and try to say, well, you know, you just got to forgive, bump your emotions, you know, you shouldn't be emotional at all. No, hear me. I'm going to be really, really, really sensitive, but I want you to understand something. Now I'm going to say something here. I'm going to say this and I can help a lot of people if they listen. This is why you have to share this. This is why a hundred percent of America is depressed. I'm telling you, listen to me. Now, I'm not saying everybody's depressed or oppressed. 
But these are the reasons why so many people are, are in this arena of depression and oppression. They're there because here's what happened. They've done something they can't live beyond or something's been done to them or there's a thought pattern in there that if we don't use the power of forgiveness and help people understand this, they are gonna stay trapped in this arena of oppression forever. And it's our responsibility, because this is why Jesus has given us the ministry of reconciliation to the world to go help people. And this is our responsibility. And it's through the power of forgiveness that we could see so many people's lives set free. So if you know anybody dealing with, you know, hey, I deal with depression, or I deal with this, or I know somebody that does, this message today is gonna set them free. David talked about his guilt. David talked about his shame. David talked about his sin. David was oppressed, okay? I'm telling you he was. I'm telling you he was, okay? You gotta understand something. David understood the power. David, now listen, you gotta, you gotta understand, like you gotta get the backstory on some of these guys. David understood how to encourage himself, Okay, that's, remember, he went to Ziglag before Ziglag. He encouraged himself in the Lord even when he lost everything. David knows what he's doing. David understood how to use worship to set King Saul off of what? When, when he was messed up, oppressed of the enemy, David would come and play, and his worship would lift the spirit, the evil spirit, off of King Saul, and David would bring relief to King Saul's life, and David not only being his armor bearer, but David would play the harp, David would play musical instruments, and David would create an atmosphere of worship to lift the evil spirits off of the king. David understood how to encourage himself. David understood how to worship with the sheep on the other side of the mountain, even while all the while he was overlooked, even while he was denied. This guy's got stuff going together. He can show us how to get out. Look, David confessed his sin and released his regrets and asked for God's forgiveness. This guy's showing us the fast track to start encouraging ourselves, to start living in this a place of arena where we can lift these burdens of life. I'm telling you, he's seen it. The process of letting go of regrets has got to be tied to forgiveness. So look, man, you made a mistake. Now, this is going to get real tonight. So if you got like, you know, whatever, you better it. People have a hard time receiving forgiveness. They just do. Let alone from people. And the problem with most people is this. Now, I'm going to tell you now, this is going to get, this is going to get, you really got to pay attention to me. The reason why people want to demand forgiveness at the level of restitution and not at the level of God's forgiveness. And that's, you gotta be careful here. Well, you, you did this to me, so your level of forgiveness should be this place of restoration that I see fit. That is not what God said. That is not what God said. God said, I set the bar of forgiveness because of how I treated you. You gotta give the same bar of forgiveness to everybody else. Now, I'm gonna show you something here. You, now, for an individual, and this is so true, this is so good. When I jack it up and want forgiveness, I love the mercy bar to be so low, it's awesome. 
Now think about what I'm saying. I jack it up, I make a total mistake, I come in, and there's not a real high bar of standard. They're like, oh, yeah, you're forgiving. It's cool. Just go on. You're like, yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But right, when somebody does you wrong, don't you have 27 requirements for them to get right back in the place of forgiveness? Well, you know, no, no, you said you, you said, well, I said I forgive. I'm sorry. Well, that ain't good enough. I've asked for godly sorrow. That, hey, hey, that ain't good enough. That ain't good enough now. Come on now. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you can't get off the hook that easy. Come on, husbands and wives, right? Right? Come on, right? Oh, you know, God, 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 oh, yeah, no, 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 you can't get, no, 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 no. You got some kind of restoration and God's like, he wasn't in the restoration. He wasn't in the restitution. He wasn't in the, he's in forgive and be forgiven. I'm preaching way better than you all amen to me, and you know it's God's honor truth. And is it not, right? You know, you're like, you know what I'm saying with this? You're like, well, you know, when I, how about when you mess up, right? When you mess up, oh, I, you know, I did this wrong, and you know, it'd be like, you know, it'd be like you take your, it's like this. You ever make a mistake? Like, just say you smashed your car. Nobody's smashing their car. Just chill, right? But this is a great analogy. You go riding out, and you run into somebody, and boom, you, I just seen one today. Fender bender, car's all banked up, all messed up, and the guy, you know, one of them was the guy's fault. You can tell the guy's fault. The guy over there is like, he's just trying to, he just feels so bad. He's trying to just, he's saying he's sorry to everybody. What, what, what would that guy do if that was you or him and you got out of the car and you're like, oh, my God, God did this. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, no problem, man. Don't worry about it. Hey, everybody has a bad day. You had a bad day. Don't even worry about it. Hey, you know what? Can you drive your car? I can go get this fixed. No problem. Hey, man, don't worry about it. It's all good. Don't even worry about calling your insurance. I got it. I'll pay for it. It's all good. Let it, hey, man, leave it all under the blood. Hey, man, have a good day, brother. God bless you. Bye. You'd be like driving away like, my God in heaven, hallelujah. You'd be praising God all the way to the church, right? But you know why? When you make a mistake, right, even in the house, you say something and you like, oh, you know, and somebody gets you off the hook and you're off the hook, you're like, yes, yes, and amen. But when somebody messes with you, oh, you're the redeeming patrol. I'm preaching real good. Well, you know, they got to meet a level of restoration. No, they don't. God didn't give you no level to meet. God didn't give you no level to meet this thing. Oh, they got to go to restitution school. No, God didn't do you like that. Stop, man. Come on. God didn't do that to you. And oh, you know, you know what they did to me? But when you need truth up, everybody tells you, don't lie. When you make a mistake or you do something wrong, you want the mercy to be way high. Mercy, 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 mercy. Give me mercy, give me mercy. But boy, when somebody jacks you up, right, does something wrong to you, your mercy bar goes way They shouldn't have talked to me like that. They shouldn't have treated me like that. They said, you're, you want to know what it is? You're, this is what they do. You, you're hiding offense underneath the layers of what you consider to be restoration and restitution. And in God's eyes, that ain't how it flies. Now, you can do what you want. I'm just going to show you. But if you want to be free, you want to be free. You want to know what? People say, well, you know, I mess up. I'm, like, tormented by this. You're tormenting yourself because you won't forgive. I'm telling you, it's a powerful tool. I learned it. David confessed, released, and God exempted It was then, after he did, he confessed and he released his stuff and asked God to forgive. 
and that's when the prophet came to him and announced the Lord took away his sin. The process of letting go of this stuff is always connected to forgiveness. And it's hard sometimes to receive it because you built this bar and standard of it for yourself. I'm going to say this, man. This is going to mess somebody up. But the reason why it's hard for you to receive forgiveness is because it's hard for you to forgive others. I don't receive forgiveness from God. I receive forgiveness. I am almost, I am probably the most, I'm good here. This is where you want me teaching you this stuff. I forgive everybody. It's Because it's always been easy for me to forgive myself and receive God's forgiveness because I forgive everybody. I'm like, what are you going to do? I'm going to sit here and run a scorecard of what you did wrong? I, I mean, the only thing I get, don't, I tell everybody, you come to me, just don't lie to me. You could tell me you did God knows what. We could work it out. We could fix it. We could work it out. We'll pay some, we'll figure it out. We'll get it done. It might be restoration or we might have to go through some pain, but don't lie. Just tell it like it is. How are you going to go and let go of some of this stuff if you're going to hang on to it forever? You got to forgive. Some of you got to start forgiving yourself and then you're going to have to forgive others. And look, I know it ain't fair. I'm not about to sit here and tell you it's fair. It ain't fair. Some of the stuff you went through is evil. Now, I want you to look at Matthew 6 and 12, okay? It says, forgive us our wrongs we've done as we what? As forgive us the wrongs we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Now, I want you to pull that in. Rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from evil. For you are the king who rules with power and glory forever, amen. And when you pray, make sure you forgive the faults of others so that your Father in heaven will also forgive you. But if you withhold forgiveness from others, your Father withholds forgiveness from you. Oh, yay. Where do we sign up for this? Okay, now let me show you. I told you this great revelation. When you gotta forgive based upon the performance of other people in your life, tough stuff. Because it's all based upon how they treated you, how they responded to you, how they reenacted with you, what they said to you, what they did to you, all this stuff. But we're not forgiving based upon people. We're based upon forgiveness from God. Doesn't Matthew 6 and 12, and when you pray, make sure you forgive the faults of others so that your Father in heaven will forgive you. Do you see the standard of forgiveness? You forgive others, and then God said he'll forgive you. Why? Because he already forgave you. He already forgave you, and he's saying, who in the world are you to hold back forgiveness to them when I already forgave you for all your junk? But if you withhold forgiveness from others, Father will hold forgiveness from you. And that's why I always showed you that that's all day. The God side, the man side. I show you the man side, living life with people, you're gonna be mad at everybody. I show you how much love God gave you, forgiveness God gave you, you so. Remember I told you that? How many times did I tell you this stuff? God told me, oh, you got, you, you got, God told me, you gotta sow what you reaped. Man, I was early in this thing. I said, that's wrong, that scripture's wrong. I said, you reap what you sow, you don't sow what you reap. You reap what you sow. God said, no, you gotta sow what you reaped. 
I said, no, that's backwards. I know there's some scripture that says something, but you sow what you reap. You, you, you got to reap. No, you reap what you sow. He said, no. You got to sow what you reaped. I'm saying, I don't know what the heck's going on. I don't even know what I'm doing. What do you mean this? So, you reap what you sow. And I saw it. He said, what did you reap from me? Unconditional love. Then sow it. Because every time you don't sow it, you hinder what I gave you. It affects my relationship with you. How much forgiveness did you reap? All of it. Then start sowing it. You get better at it, guys. You do it by faith, but you got to have a revelation. Otherwise, you don't sow none of it. You live bitter and mad the rest of your life because people are crazy. What did you reap? Love, peace, joy, forgiveness. Sow it. Don't hold it back. Because the more you hold it back this way is the more he holds it back this way. Let it go, man. Now, I'm going to tell you now, and this is the tough part for some of you. There's evil people out here. You got to be careful. You got to protect yourself, but you got to also do this. You got to protect your heart. But protecting your heart is not building a fortress around it. Protecting your heart is living in the free freedom of forgiveness. Because the only person that stays trapped when you hold unforgiveness is you. You got to remember this. So here's some questions I want to ask you. Once you recognize this stuff, and we start releasing these things and get rid of these things, and we start processing these things, and we start going, hey, here's my first question. Did you forgive yourself? I'm going to give you, there's, there's a couple key, I'm not going to do them all. I might do some, I don't know how many I'm going to do, but I'm going to do some. Did you forgive yourself? Did you? Have you forgiven yourself from the poor decisions? Have you been forgiven? Maybe you got to forgive yourself like, man, I made some bad choices, poor choices, lack of obedience with God, lack of following God, disobedience, rebellion. Uh, will you re Listen, it, it, it's time to get to a place of repentance. Before you, you know, if you don't, I've been telling you this for a month. You got to look at the elephant in the room, man. And not, no, it's, it's not there. You know what I mean? You got to stop that. It's there. Quit it. Face it. You know, you know, it's funny. Kids are brutal, ain't they? Oh, my God. My kids ask the craziest questions in the entire world. They make you go back to your recall and answer this stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, Daddy, did you do this? Oh, God, I go. You know, Daddy, did you do that? Daddy, what's this? And you sit there and go, oh, my Lord. That stuff was so far under the blood, and I got to go, I got to go, like, recall this. Up. Daddy. Daddy, who's your first girlfriend? Oh, my God. Your mother, right? You know, it's like, you know, they want to know these things. And I understand it, but it makes you go in the place of recall. You don't really want to go. Not that you were bad or crazy or anything like that, but there's some things, these questions really make you go to a place of recall. You don't want to go. Remember, you know what I'm saying? So ask yourself, you got to, like, examine yourself for a minute, though, and go, wait a minute, man. Is there some things I need to forget? And I don't want you to get it. Listen, man, I am the worst at this inner healing thing. You're already healed. You don't need inner healing, okay? You're already a brand new creature in Christ. I got to get your mind renewed to who you are, though. How you do that is like you're identifying yourself. Well, you know, I, I was, you know, like, well, I, I, I was high for 20 years. I got him in here. Okay. I had a guy. He's not doesn't go to church no more, and I have no I have down with NA AA all those things recoveries groups those are great, 
But he came to me and he said, he was like, I'm trying to fix my life. I said, well, don't identify yourself as a drug addict because that's not who you are anymore. If you stay trapped in a program, and I'm not saying the program was weird. I don't want your mail. Just hear what I told him. It helped him. He's still free. I said, if you identify yourself in this arena and you call yourself that, your words are going to bound you to a season of your life. See yourself as a new creature. Go to all the support groups in the world, but renew your mind to the word of God. Guy's totally free. Guy was smoking crack. Changed his whole life. It's the word of God. You can't live a victim. You can't live a drug addict. You can't live a person that made a mistake. There's people in here who restored their life. There's people that have paid their debt to society within this church, and now they've they paid it, and now they're there. Forgive yourself because God already forgave you. That's a big one. Did you forgive yourself? Did you let go of the stuff? Did you apply repentance to yourself? I'm just talking, did you forgive you? Man, I've got people in here, I have people in here that have, uh, they, their, their marriages were destroyed. Um, I, got, I got people that I, I, I coach outside of here that you know nothing about. And I got, to, and, and I talked to the one, and like, hey man, you got regrets. I should have been a better husband. You probably should have. I should have been a better wife. You probably should have. I should have been a better kid to my parents. You probably should have. You got to get over this stuff. You know, usually when somebody dies, no offense, I don't mean to be mean, everybody talks about the things they should have did. Well, I should have went to my dad's house more. You probably should have. I should have probably called my mom more. You probably should have. Let's just get over the thing and stop living in this life where we live in this denial and we never get forward. You probably should have. So guess what? Cherish every other relationship you got right now because you can't do nothing about yesterday. It's gone. Be a better person from what I didn't do last season. Done. Did you forgive too? Have you forgiven someone else for what they've done? Not only did I do, did I do something to somebody else, did, did somebody do something to me? I got, can you forgive? Somebody stopped loving you. Can you forgive? Man, I got people that I know. Apologize if you need to apologize to somebody. I don't know. Maybe you can. If you can't, now listen, the greatest place of forgiveness to me is don't even let the person know you were mad. Because why do you got to even tell them? You know what I mean? Deal with it. Like if you're mad, if you were mad at me, why you got to call me up and tell me, Pastor Chris, I was mad at you. If you feel like God's leading you to do it, to apologize, go ahead. But wouldn't it be better you just go deal with this stuff in a private place and go, you know what, I'm really mad at Pastor Chris, but I want you to forgive me, God, and I, I, I apologize for maybe being mad at him. I'm not even going to let him know. Why has he got to know? I'm just going to go live a higher life, and I'm going to bless him. You know what I mean? And if you feel like you need to apologize, go. Somebody feels like, well, I need, I need you to apologize. I don't need nobody to apologize for nothing. You got to forgive them. You wait, people have been waiting decades for somebody to come back and say they're sorry. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me waiting the rest of your life? Well, you know, I was in school, and they were calling me, they were calling me names. They called me Big Fatty. I'm waiting for all my high school kids to come back and tell me they're sorry for calling me big fatty because I'm not a big fatty no more. Listen, I understand words hurt, but come on, bro. You think the class of 1988 is coming back and ask you for forgiveness? They don't even know where you are, nor do they care. I got people, they were mean to me. Yeah, no doubt, everybody's mean. Kids are mean. People are mean. Your parent, my mama called me dummy. Well, maybe she did. My daddy said I'd be no good. Well, maybe he did. Go out there and prove him wrong. 
You got to let go of the words. You've been holding them for decades of life. They're trapping you. Forgive them. They didn't know what they were doing. They're a sign. They're pawns of the enemy, man. They're pawns of the enemy. Some of these people, they didn't know it. I had a teacher one time. He was mad at me. He said, oh, Sarno, you're a bad seed. I was like, I ain't no bad seed. You're a lousy teacher. I got detention for that. But, you know, he did. He was mad at me because I was acting up, you know, and doing something. And I always remember that. It's, you know, a bad seed. I didn't even know what that meant. Like, he was trying to, he was trying to word curse me as we were trying to do. Make me think less of myself. I said, man, I'm going to make more money than you do. That's the first thing I thought of. I said, you over here making money. You over here talking about I'm not going to do this. I can't do that. I said, you over here teaching me in school. God bless you for what you do. But I was like, tell me I'm a bad seed. Wait till I get out of this place. I'm going to go make a bunch of money and be successful in life. Just because I can't stand this remedial stupid stuff. Because they were lousy. he was a lousy teacher and he wasn't. He knew it. I was bored out of my mind. I said, you can't, you can't even teach us stuff. You weren't teaching us nothing. We were in shop class and he was waiting for next year. I was like, next year? What about this year? No, serious, I called him out on it. He got mad at me. He got, sorry. Oh, you're a bad seed. I said, no, I'm not. I knew better than to listen to his nonsense, trying to shape my life. You know what, though? Somebody would believe that. Well, I guess I'm a bad seed. I might as well throw my life away. People have destroyed their life listening to people, idiots. Did you just call him an idiot? Yeah, he's an idiot. I'm not trying to be mean. This guy's shaping the minds of young people, and he can't get it together. I don't know what his life. How are you going to tell a kid in high school he's a bad seed? That's an idiot. Was I mad? No, I didn't get mad. Did I forgive him? I forgave him the minute he did it. But I'm, what a moronic thing to say to a kid. What if I would have believed it? They come to me one time. My mom will tell you. They come to me one time. Say, oh, you're, you're, very, you're, very, you're very prone to, you know, having a lifestyle it is. I said, yeah, watch this. I said, I'll never do that a day in my life. I made a decision right there. I said, I'm going to prove you wrong. You try to label me. Don't you label me. I was lost. Didn't have no sense. I said, but I ain't going to be that. I guarantee you that. I won't do it. All through high school, man, the pressure was coming right left. I said, I didn't do that. I don't do that. To me, you don't do that. I don't do that. Too, too big of a risk for me. People thought I was crazy. I said, you're nuts. You're the nuts. I ain't going that road. Just in case. Prove it wrong. You have people talking stuff to you, and I'm not bragging on me. I was nutty enough. You know what I'm saying? But listen, do you forgive? Did you forgive? Do you forgive people and their circumstances in life? That you need to just say, you know what, man, bump it. I'm over this. Your wacko ex-husband, wife came on. I don't love you no more. You were lovable. Why are you listening to this moron? Now I'm getting ornery. You feel it? Yeah, you listen to some moron. Come on. Well, I don't love you no more. Who are you to, who are you to place value on what, what's lovable and what's not? You're the nitwit leaving. Well, you ain't pretty. You know, you used to be pretty. You ain't as pretty. You know, you gain some weight. You got you ugly. You ain't look like a, you ain't that hot. How, who in the world are people to tell you who you are and what you look like and how you feel? Look, I got people in here went through this stuff. Why are you letting somebody label you and now you bound by these words? Forgive them and go on. Forgive yourself. Forgive these people. Now, look, some of you bitches, I got people in this church, people have hurt them maliciously. Pastor Chris, this is going to be hard. So this is why you're forgiven. Now, don't you forget this. You forgive them, not because of who they are, but because of who God is in your life. You forgive by faith. In honor of God's word, I'm going to forgive them. I don't want to. So this is what you do, right? I'm going to forgive them for what they've done to me. 
because God, you forgave me. So, take, so watch this, right? When you're looking here, it's hard. I'm going to see, I'm keeping my head up here. I'm not being rude. I'm, Father, I'm going to forgive them because you forgave me. Not because they deserve it, but because you gave it to me in obedience to your word. I don't feel like doing it. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But in obedience to your word, I'm going to forgive them by faith because of what you forgave me of. And right now, by faith, I forgive them. Your life's going to change. Your feelings will catch up to your faith and transform your future. It's true. It's true. You got to forgive. You got to forgive the people that hurt you, and you got to forgive the people you hurt. Come on, you got to forgive yourself. Man, I said some mean stuff. Man, I did too. Man, I done some bad stuff. Yeah, I did too. Get it under the blood. Get it all under the blood. Listen, this. you got to forgive yourself. You got to forgive the hurt. You got to forgive the pain. Look at this right here. The parable of the unforgiving servant in Matthew 18, 21 is life-changing if you can catch it. And I like to read it real quick. So this way, we got a couple minutes here. We can pull this off, okay? I want you to see this. This will explain it all. Peter approached Jesus and said, hey, how many times do I have to forgive my fellow believer who keeps offending me? That's good translation, ain't it? Because we read it, right? So how many times do I have to forgive my fellow believer who keeps offending me? Seven times? Jesus' answer said, no, not seven times. Peter, 70 times seven. Oh, that's great. The lesson of forgiveness in heaven's kingdom realm can be illustrated like this. Okay, let's see it. There once was a king who had a servant. He borrowed money from the royal treasury. He decided to settle accounts with each of them. As he began the process, he came to his attention that one of his servants owed him $1 billion. So he summoned the servant before him and said, hey, you pay me what you owe me. When his servant was unable to repay his debt, the king ordered that he be sold as a slave along with his wife and his children and every possession that they owned as payment towards the debt. The servant threw himself face down at his master's feet and begged for mercy. Please be patient with me. Just give me more time. I will pray all that I owe. Upon hearing his pleas, the king had compassion on his servant and released him, forgave him the entire debt. Wow, a billion dollars. No sooner had this servant left when he met one of his fellow servants who owed him $20,000. He seized him by the throat, began to choke him, saying, you better pay me right now everything you owe me. His fellow servant threw himself face down on his feet and begged, please be patient with me. If you'll just give me time, I'll repay you all that is owed. But one, but the one who had his debt forgiven stubbornly refused to forgive what he was owed of him. He said he had his fellow servant thrown in prison and demanded he remain there until he repaid the debt in full. When his associates saw what was going on, they were outraged. They went to the king and told him the whole story. The king said, you scoundrel, is this the way you respond to my mercy? Because you begged me, I forgave you massive debt that you owed me. Why didn't you show the same mercy to your fellow servant that I showed to you? 
And in fury of anger, the king turned to him over to the prison guards to be tortured until all of his debt was repaid. In the same way, my heavenly father will deal with any of you who do not release forgiveness from your heart toward your fellow believer. Man. This is what I want you to remember. If you study God's word and you start looking at forgiveness, you're going to find some real truths about forgiveness. Many people think that forgiveness only benefits the other person. The person who hurt you when actually the main beneficiary of forgiveness that you give another is you. You see, as you release your bitterness and your anger and you're able to live with real peace and joy, you're going to understand the power of forgiveness you gave to another was all about you and nobody else. Thinking it's too hard to forgive is the number one tool in the enemy. All you got to do is make a couple decisions. I'm going to give them to you quick. You got to make the decision to forgive. Forgiveness is more about just saying a prayer, you know, Lord, I forgive him. It's a serious decision that you make on a continual basis. It's probably going to become uncomfortable at first and painful, but going through this process will be worth it in the end. You got to make the quality decision to forgive. Number two, you got to depend on God after you forgive. Before you forgive and why. It sounds goofy like depend on God, but you do. God gives us the strength to forgive. He'll give you the grace to forgive. You can live with, a, with, with that mindset and attitude. Lord, help me. He even tells you, what? Blessed are those who don't take offense. Right? Isn't that the Lord's prayer? Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Right? And we forgive those who have offended us. What do you mean? Keep me from this place of offense. Guard my heart. Don't let me pick it up. Don't let me take part of it. And do another thing. Help me depend on you to release those. Well, some people become easily offended. Yeah, I don't want to tell you that. I don't want to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why, and you might not like it, but I, I love you, and I hope you can receive it. The people that are the easiestly to be offended are those who have not figured out the power of forgiveness and are not, are, I'm telling you, easily offended people that are touchy with offense, they do not. They do not release people. They haven't figured this out yet. The, mo the easiest people to walk in life with who are quick to repent and easy to forgive have understood the revelation of how much they've been forgiven. That's the problem right there with that story. That guy didn't understand the debt he was forgiven. That's why he held the other guy for 20 grand. The people that don't understand, I'm gonna say this, and this is tough, but it's grow-up stuff. The reason why people are easily offended is because they do not understand the power of forgiveness they've received. The moment you understand the power of forgiveness you receive, you're easily to offend never again. You just go, forgive them. I know the power of forgiveness. Let them loose. It's a little stuff. Stop holding it. It's not worth it. Here's a big one. You're going to have to take, this is the big one, three, right? Number one, I told you this, right? Make a quality decision to forgive. Two, depend on God and forgiveness. And there's number three, don't let your emotions determine the level of your forgiveness. Okay? 
Don't let your emotions determine your level of forgiveness. Okay? Okay, when somebody hurts you and you feel the pain, the first thing you want to do is what? Tell them off. You may want to get back at them or just get what? Get away from them, but you don't have to make that choice. Remember, your will gives you the ability to live beyond your feelings. Your will gives you the ability to live beyond your feelings. Okay? Given the time, your emotions will catch up to your acts of faith in the place of forgiveness. Okay? And here's a big one. Did you pull that in? Here's a big one. Four. This is big. When you start praying for your enemies, forgiveness is going to be easy. Jesus commanded it in Matthew 5, 44. Love your enemies and pray for them to persecute you. This may be the hardest teaching you ever have to follow, but we can be assured it's the ultimate benefit to your life. Okay? You got to learn to pray for your enemies. It's not easy. It's not a simple decision. But once you get in agreement with God's word and you put some action behind it, you're going to become filled with so much joy, you're going to actually really go to another level of life. The choice is yours. Today you have to choose to overcome evil with good. You can arrive at a new level of this thing, or you can basically take the actions that you need to take to get to this place of forgiveness, and I want you to encourage yourself to do this because the power of forgiveness doesn't just set the person free, it sets you free. And I'm going to say this, I'm going to leave you with this. If you're going to start over, you're going to have to understand the power of forgiveness because God will give you a new beginning, but you're probably going to have to close the door in this season of life to start over with this new beginning there's going to be the doorway, the transition from where you are to where you're going is going to be a forgiveness season in most cases. You're going to have to, even time, I wasted time. Forgive yourself and make every minute count of the future because destiny is on the line. Ain't that good stuff? Teach you how to forgive, man. It ain't easy, man. Now, listen, you're not perfect. We make mistakes. People aren't perfect. Some people just flat out evil. I was watching a documentary the other day. I watched it for five minutes. It was really, it was not something I wanted to watch. It was on TV. And they were talking about this. This dude was literally evil. The guy was one of the, the worst human beings on the face of the earth. And he probably died. And I don't want to say whatever, but we passed away. Whatever. It was, this, it was like gross just hearing the mental picture of this stuff. And I'm thinking like, what an evil person to be, be, and didn't care about the evil. And literally, I'm sitting there going, he was one word of forgiveness away. And maybe he did, hopefully he did, to erase and eradicate a lifestyle of nonsense because God's forgiveness is that good. Now, you're gonna say, well, that's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's forgiveness. Thank God, God opened the floodgates of forgiveness on people because God, for the grace of God, there goes me. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what kind of wild people lived in, but do you understand what I'm saying? One act of forgiveness can erase and eradicate a lifestyle of nonsense. That's how good God's forgiveness is, even the people that don't deserve it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not condoning lifestyle, I'm not saying, but you understand the magnitude of God's forgiveness, that in the kingdom, God would say, you're forgiven. I mean, God is so much bigger than me, it's, it's forget it. He's that good. Don't let forgiveness pass you up because you want to see it a different way. See it the way God sees it and change your life forever. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, this series on starting over is awesome. We're really going to new places. I want you right now by faith, if you're there and you got to forgive, maybe you got to forgive yourself, maybe you got to forgive somebody, 
I want you to repeat it after me. You're going to forgive based upon God's obedience. I want you to say this out loud with me and as we do this together. And maybe you need to get away from people right now. Maybe, I'm serious, I'm going to give you a minute. Maybe you want to walk in another room. Maybe you're like, hey, you know, I don't really feel comfortable saying this right here. Maybe you're watching this later on. I want to give you a minute. Just maybe you talk real low. But I want you to do this, this right now. If you're in, the, in, in this moment right now, I want you to forgive by faith. You might say, Pastor, because you don't know what these people did. You don't know what these people said. I know. It, people are tough, man. I know. Okay? I know. Judge, judge, judgment, justice, justice for all that's vengeance is in the hand of the Lord. God will repay everybody. That's not our job. Our job is to forgive. If you're out there right now and you say, Pastor Chris, I need to forgive myself for this stuff, then get ready. I got to forgive somebody that says, get ready. Now, this is what I want you to say. We're going to do this together. Let's say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I read your word. I know the word says that it's my job to forgive. I received so much forgiveness from you that I know I reaped it. Now I got to sow it. But my feelings ain't there yet. So I'm going to forgive myself and whoever you need to forgive right now. Say their name out of their mouth if you have to. I'm going to forgive them right now. Your mom, your dad, the person, whatever. I don't know, somebody, whatever. I forgive them right now. Picture them in your head. Forgive them right now. I forgive myself and I forgive the people what they did to me by faith. In obedience, say this like I said, in obedience to your word, Father, right now, I'm forgiven. In obedience to the word of God, I'm being a doer of the word. And I know my feelings will catch up. Thank you for showing me the power to forgive. I forgive them now. I forgive myself now. I cover it in the blood of Jesus. And I cover myself in the blood of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord. Erase the pictures of the past. Transform the imaginations of my mind. And help me walk in this freedom of forgiveness each and every day of my life. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord, man. You guys have made a step of faith. I want you to just keep thanking God. And I know what you're thinking. Pastor Chris, this thing's going to come up in my recall. What do I do? The minute it comes up in your recall, the feelings comes, the pictures comes, the emotions come. Thank you, God. I'm forgiven. Thank you, God. I forgave them. Thank, out of your mouth. Thank you, God. I'm forgiven. Pictures of your past, some lifestyle thing. Thank you, God. I'm forgiven. Out of your mouth. Thank you, God. I'm forgiven. Thank you, God. I forgave them. Today. Right now, right now, on the 16th, go back to that set day, right? I was going to try to catch a time for you, but I'm not going to get the time right. But right, and we'll probably get it right there. On the 16th today, I let it go. Go back to that set point. In that service, I let it go, and I'm not picking it up again. Jesus buried it. I annihilated it. It's done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Listen, I love you guys. I'm pumped. Share this. You got to share this right now. You know how many people are trapped in this season of not, oh, man, this one could change the world. Get it out. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbor. Run down the street. Tell them you're forgiven. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, maybe not run down the street. I think you should. All right, go do it. I love you. I'm going to see you Sunday. It's going to be awesome. We're preaching the word of the Lord. Get ready to get in the house. 9 and 1030 online, 1030 in person. Come see me. I promise you this. We got a word for you that's going to change your life. I'll see you then. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.